0: Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast, your association's no fluff playbook to navigating and thriving in industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. Each week, we bring expert insights to help you and your association stay ahead of the curve. Hello, my name is Kevin Martledge. I'm a senior consultant at .org source and your host for today's Association 4.0 podcast. Our guests today are Beth Taylor and Randy Wilson from the Precast Pre-Stress Concrete Institute, PCI, in Chicago, Illinois. Beth is the Chief Financial and Administrative Officer, and Randy is the Director of Architectural Precast Systems for PCI. Over the past three years, .orgSource has been working with PCI and the leadership team on numerous projects, but specifically helping the team and staff clearly identify and enhance the culture of the organization. This project has impacted the overall PCI culture in numerous ways, but specifically, it allowed the team to clearly define key business culture traits that they felt were important. Once identified, the leadership team developed definition around those key traits, rolled out the definition to the team, and continued to support the understanding through numerous all-staff workshops, continued visibility, and the creation of a PCI culture DNA document. We'll dive into that project a bit today on the podcast, but specifically, I'd like to get the insight and thoughts from two people I highly respect regarding not only their careers and impact they're making within their organization, but also for their insight and thoughts regarding a supportive work culture. It's a pleasure to have Beth and Randy join us today. And I'd like to thank you both for being here. Appreciate your time. So my first question uh, is for you, Beth. Um, As the Chief Financial Administrative Officer for PCI, why is a good business culture so important to you personally?
1: Well, um, in my role, I oversee several departments that interact with other departments within the organization throughout the week, throughout the day. And I believe by treating your fellow staff respectfully and collaborating with each other, creates a healthier environment where folks enjoy working together. One of the um, tenets of the DNA document was, I think it's the last one, Kevin, if I remember, it's to have fun and folks need to enjoy to work working together
0: in order to have fun. And um, that's important to me. Absolutely. And can you kind of tell us a little bit, Beth, before we jump into the whole podcast, you know, can you kind of give us a summary of why the leadership team at PCI felt like kind of intentionally identifying, enhancing that culture was was so very important?
1: Well, I can tell you, Kevin, back before the pandemic, (laughs) um, we started down this journey. Um, PCI participated in the National Manufacturers Association Employee Satisfaction Survey, and our results were, I would say, less than stellar. As a result, the leadership team got together and worked with, I think, initially just ourselves. And then I believe we started working with you and Kevin and Sharon mm-hmm. to kind of put together the, um, to work on culture. The concept was to start out with the DNA document that we put together together which identified those things that we wanted to aspire to and how to have a positive culture. And then we also came out of it knowing that we, as leadership team members, needed to show by example and that we needed to, I think the terminology we used was walk the talk. Sure. And if our staff people, our subordinates did not see us taking culture important. Mm-hmm. How could we expect them to help change the culture too?
0: Sure. And, and did that culture just change overnight once you start working on it?
1: Oh, no. Um, I think, well, we've been through three, almost four years of this now. And I, part of it was the pandemic got us in the middle. Sure. So it was kind of hard in that time to really intentionally work on it. Mm-hmm. But it has evolved. And as we've had more new people come on, they have been interested in understanding about our culture. And so it's taken a few years. It, we may have gone faster if we didn't have the pandemic, but you know, we're not there yet. We're still working on it.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's great to hear that you used some kind of assessment tool to kind of identify some of the areas that you were you were, you know, interested in enhancing in terms of your culture. And then you know, it is just, uh, it's it's it requires leadership team to kind of buy into it. Um, and I think that you guys have done a great job. We'll kind of talk a little bit more about that through today's episode. But Randy, I want to turn to you real quick and, and kind of talk about, you just completed a webinar series for your member organizations about the importance of building a great culture in their concrete production facilities. Um, and for those of you that don't know for PCI, I mean, that's who PCI supports uh, primarily. And and so, I'd like for you to to kind of give a brief overview of some of the topics we covered because I do think that they are related to any organization, company, and honestly, team. And I know you're also passionate about those items as well. So, from your perspective, what does good look like when it comes to a supportive work culture, regardless of the industry or environment that our listeners may be working in?
2: Well, well, thanks, Kevin, for having us, and thank you for participating in our in our series, our our series on on you know, plant culture, and we say plant culture, as you mentioned, precast concrete uh, cons- production facility, and those facilities have anywhere from, you know, 50 individuals to 500 individuals. Uh, they have a singular plant to multiple plants. So it was a pretty much a broad base audience that we were speaking to. We we're also speaking to associate members who, who were more of an administrative kind of uh, facility. So we we did try to hit that broad base with the, with the topics. And I boil it down to consistency and alignment. And I start there because those are two action statements. Um, you're able to, as a manager, you're able to, um, when, when you're able to be very consistent with your decisions and, and how you treat people, and those those actions are in alignment with your vision and mission statement, then what you start to do is you start building some trust with your people. They can they can trust you. You'll be there. You got their back. You'll do what you say you're going to do. Uh, you're you're staying consistent with the overall company's vision and mission, which typically a, an overall company vision and mission is alignment with how your customer buys and what your customer buys. Um, and so that that alignment is is very important for a successful company, regardless of what you're doing. And then um, you have to have consistent, consistent action. We talk a lot about the shiny penny syndrome or the squirrel mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's great to consider different options. It's good when when someone within your staff or maybe something in the marketplace or when your customers comes to you and says, hey, can you guys do this? This would be a really good opportunity. Or can we do it this way? This would be a lot better way of doing things. And so it's good to consider those. But at the end, everyone around you, internally, externally, uh, will trust you and and believe in you a lot more when you have the ability to say, I'm making a decision because this is the best alignment for our overall mission and, and vision. Um, and so that requires a level of collaboration, which was another one of our topics, uh, which I think is very, very important for a successful uh, culture. And that is, uh, we kind of looked at it was, you know, uh, a lot of people look at it like too many cooks in the kitchen. But we looked at it like how many heads are better than one. So getting the right people in the room to solve your problems is is a great way of, of being able to attack a, a problem very quickly, very efficiently, and then making sure that you get buy-in from as many people as possible. And then once once that buy-in uh, is is done as a team, then you're able to communicate that out to the rest of the organization, and then you can hold everybody accountable to each other as that general concept becomes reality. So, sure. those are some of the few things. Uh, that was just part one of the series, by the way, Kevin. So, but I, th- I think those are those are the main concepts, and it set the table for the rest of our series. But I think that's those are the main concepts for what a good plant culture looks like.
0: And I think, you know, hopefully our listeners can kind of see how that aligns to, you know, their organization and their team, just because you're not out there, you know, producing concrete, um, all of those things that you mentioned, like consistency, alignment, building trust, um, collaboration, those are all just so important as you build whatever that team is um, that you may be leading or working with. And you know, kind of as a follow-up to that, I've, I've personally worked with a lot of organizations regarding building and assessing and developing cultures like I have with with PCI. Um, and one of the biggest hurdles I typically see um, is keeping the work around the culture development alive and having it be kind, become kind of a way of life for the staff. Um, so can you kind of give us some insight into how PCI continues to um, keep the culture work that you're doing um, alive and impactful for the team and You know, what are some of the things you've done and what are some of the things maybe in your past that you've done to to kind of keep those those good things uh, in place and and impactful?
2: Well, for me, uh, it's breaking down silos. Mm. Um, People are people, no matter how big or how small. Isn't that Dr. Seuss? I mean, you know, it's (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the basics when you treat people with a lot of love, a lot of respect. Regardless of what position they are. They could be above you in the on the org chart or they could be at the bottom of you on the org chart. It doesn't matter. You're all equal in on this planet. Uh, when, you, when you treat people with respect, and how do you respect people? Um, you know, by treating them kindly, asking them questions. Um, you know, instead of just sending them a, a one one-line email, maybe you you ping them with teams or you or you send a why email or or a I've got a problem, I'm trying to solve it. You might be a person that could help me. Is there a good time that we can talk to try to work this through? So, respecting people's time, uh, their workload, their personal time, and how they like to work. Some people like to work early in the morning. Some people like working in the evening. Adapting yourself a little bit to them is the first first step that that I try to implement. Trying to break down those silos so that people can see that we are working together. We are being consistent. We are trying to do. Uh, the the best we can for our our organization and for our, and for our customers. So, I think we're doing a good job of that at PCI, or a better job of that at PCI, uh, because we do have silos. We do have engineers who think black white finite. You know that's the way it works. We have accountants like Beth. Same thing, and her staff is like, hey, it's either it either adds up or it doesn't add up. Uh, and then you have some HR. And marketing that kind of work in the, the abstract a little bit. And that's that's where you have to live when you're dealing with, with people day to day. So uh, different personalities, different uh, upbringing, different backgrounds, just being respectful of people and appreciating for the person
0: they are. Absolutely. And it kind of ties back to what you're just saying about alignment. You know, you're just, you're really understanding the context within um, of how people work, how they like to take in information, how they like to make decisions, you know, um, what kind of work environment they they like. And, and the more you can kind of understand that as a leader um, and align kind of your approach with that, certainly understanding that, hey, you know, we got to get things done. It can't just be whatever you want all the time. But the more that you can align their perception with, you know, what good looks like with what your perception is and you align those realities together. I mean, I really think that's uh, key to advancing any team um, in any organization. It's when we have those silos or that disconnect that, that really causes some problems. So, so that I agree with you hundred percent. That, that's a great way of talking about I, it.
2: And one of the things we talked about was self-reflection. Every one of our mm-hmm. series we talked about was self-reflection, mm-hmm. perception versus reality. Uh, yeah. I think it's very important, regardless of where you're on the org chart um, to, to be able to pull someone aside that you can trust and say, did I really see that the way? Did I act appropriately? Should have I done something differently? And humble yourself amongst somebody that you trust so that um you can look yourself in the mirror and modify some of your behavior so that you you can help improve your your company. A lot of the time the problem, if there's a problem and everyone in the room seems to do their job, maybe you're the problem.
0: Yeah, isn't that funny? That that could happen, absolutely. I know it was my career. I always ended up being, I was the problem. So I had to adjust all the
2: time. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so so Beth, you've played an integral part in helping to advance all the projects.org sources helped PCI with over the years. And you've been there since the beginning of the Culture Enhancement Project, as you mentioned earlier. And the challenges that PCI was facing when you began to look at your culture and the advancement you've made in all the areas are relevant and evident to every association, in my opinion. And kind of using PCI as an example, can you share a few things that you felt have improved regarding the culture at PCI and specifically the positive impact the enhanced focus has made on your team specifically in how they work together, but also how they maybe are able to better support your membership and the overall mission of your organization. Can you talk a little bit about that for us?
1: Well, Randy, when I first started at PCI, I think now almost six years ago, there was a lot of distrust between the membership and the staff and the board and the staff. And, you know, there still is some today, but Mm -hmm. I think we're doing better. And, but at the last board meeting, the board meeting said we had the best staff ever, which Bob has reported to staff many times because when I first started, that was not where the board was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of that, is because of how we have intentionally worked on culture. We have tried to implement a service mentality. Um, I see now versus when I first started that the technical team and the marketing team and the accounting team, finance, IT. When there's a project that needs to be done They don't say, well, this is mine, this is yours. It's more of who do we need to get it done within the staff? Who has those skills to do it? So I think that is a lot about the the collaboration versus we still, as Randy said, we still have silos and and every organization does. But I do see today our folks collaborating more, working together more um, to solve a problem for the members. And I think that that has really helped to make the board trust us more. And our members realize that we're trying to do the best we can to deliver on all the things they want, because you know, in associations, (laughs) it's hard for us to stop doing anything, but it's easy for us to add something. Sure, <laughs> and so um, now I see most of our folks having what I would call a "can do it" attitude. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things we've done under Bob's leadership, and Randy can can um, attest to this, is some of the what I would call middle management staff have started to get assignments to work with committees, and that assists them in helping to understand what our member needs our versus our, the leadership team dictating to them and they're not being able to comprehend it. So yes. we're making efforts to give more staff exposure to our members and, and to show them that we trust them to be able to deliver.
0: Absolutely. And I, I can tell you from working with the PCI team for gosh, going on four years now, I guess Uh, you guys have some of the best people ever. Um, And it's so great to see that that board is recognizing all the great work. I'm sure they always have, but you know, to specifically say something like that, that's kudos to you guys and the leadership team for, for continuing to focus on this and to um, help make that impact at that level. So that's just fantastic. And you know, you mentioned a couple things there, but you know, are there other specific kind of focus areas that you are are kind of honed in on as a leadership team to kind of impact over the next, say, six to twelve months? Um, to well, cater- the
1: culture? now that we're post-pandemic, I believe mm-hmm. um, we're working more on things like intentional communication. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest one is holding each other accountable. Sure. And. We need to do that. Nobody wants to be a bad guy or seen as one. So it is how you communicate the accountability um, so that they learn to do better. But those are the things that we're really working on now. What we've done under um, the leadership team and with your help, Kevin, is created what we call, well, they call it the culture club. But I think that's (laughs) just because of what that sounds like. But Mm -hmm. We have intentionally made the decision that it isn't gonna be leadership team members that need to own and move this culture forward. Wow. So we have on that committee, no leadership team members, only middle and lower staff people who will give us ideas and how they see we can um, better the culture and the organization. So it's mm-hmm. not top down, it's everyone in participation.
0: Uh, that's awesome. And I, as being somebody that's kind of worked with that team, I think that was a huge step, um, you know, to really make this impact and all this great work you're doing, kind of make it real to everybody. And I, they've come up with some great ideas. Maybe we can cover that in another podcast. But
1: um, and, and I can tell you, Kevin, sometimes it's hard for us in senior leadership to give up that control. Sure. But I think giving up that control, we have really shown our staff that we have a trust and a belief in them that they can assist us with making PCI a better organization to work for.
0: Absolutely. And the key being that trust, you know, you're building trust on both levels. So that's great. So kudos to you guys. I think that's uh, the work you've been doing there is is fantastic. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the association 4.0 podcast. We look forward to continuing our discussion with Beth Taylor and Randy Wilson about the importance of culture and its impact on your team. So please be sure to check out the next episode in part two of our discussion. We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy and marketing please contact us at info at orgsource.com or visit www.orgsource.com to find out how to keep your organization on track to Association 4.0.